Welcome to TLDR. I'm your host, Hunter Guthrie, small business owner and financial wizard. And your co-host, Jake Webster, real estate advisor and entrepreneur. We connect Alaskans with the leading voices in business and entrepreneurship and the experts that helped them get there. Brought to you by Coho Financial, Vested AK Real Estate Advisors, and recorded at the First Great Financial Studios. All right, so welcome into the episode. Um, today we're joined by uh, David Freeman. He, Friedman, I should say, the D there. Um, he is an author, motivational speaker, and um, entrepreneur, so he's done a, a lot in his past. Currently not in a necessarily an entrepreneurial role, but um, has all that experience, and Welcome onto the podcast, and we're really glad you're able to join us today. No, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've I've got the whole story, or not the whole story, but a lot of the story for you. But um, take me back a little bit and kind of tell me, yeah, your entrepreneurial journey and um, you know a little bit of your background. Sure, I'd I'd be happy to. So, you know, I'll I'll, I'll go back to all the way to my my early childhood and how. You know, I, I always wanted to be number one, the best at everything. I just, you know, it's just the way I was. And at a, a very young age, my parents bought me my first copy of the Guinness Book of World Records. Mm-hmm. And so I was just absolutely fascinated with that book and wanted in the worst way to set a world record. So I I spent a long time going through this book as, as a young child and finally um, came up with uh, the record I, I wanted to chase after, which was the pogo stick record. <laughs> and so anyway, um, and I wrote, I have this book that'll be coming out ultimately about all this kind of stuff, but um, I, I talk about this whole kind of funny story about chasing after this world record. And anyway, I learned a lot of very important lessons from that experience as a kind of like from ages eight to 12 going through all that. And um, all those lessons, I, I, you know, like I said, I always wanted to be the best at everything. And when I got out of college, I, I got a really good job. I was very fortunate, but at the same time, I wanted to be in business for for myself. And so I, I spent a great deal of time. I, I have a finance background as, as well. And I spent a great deal of time searching for a business. And um, I'm very uh, health conscious and uh, love working out and eating healthy and all that kind of stuff and came upon uh, a fitness center. And so... I'm a finance guy. I reviewed all the financial records. Everything looked in order. And I ultimately bought this, this fitness center. And well, as, as it turned out, I got fraudulent financial information. Mm-hmm. And so I take over this business that I think is making some money. And instead, it's, it's bleeding. bleeding. Oh, no. And so again, I was, I was very young at the time. I was uh, about 32 years old only when I had taken over this business and it's in the midst of this financial disaster. Um, um, I've got this lease with a landlord, like a hundred thousand dollars a year that I'm on the hook for. Mm. And, you know, one of the things um, that, that stands out, you know, you've, you've pro- probably heard, heard this saying, you know, if, if, if you want to, if you want to take the Island, burn the ships and, and, you know, it's, it's, and I, and I think about that and, and for me, it's, and I talked about in a video last week, I made about not having a plan B and, and because when you have a plan B, when, when things get tough, and they will, if you're going after something good, you can count on them getting tough. But if you have a plan B, you're, you're apt to give up on your plan A when things get tough. And yeah. when I think back to this fitness center of like, you know, um, I said, like when you want to, if you want to take the island, burn, burn the ships, um, 
I'll tell you, they they were they were burned for me. I didn't burn them myself, <laughs> yeah. and and it turned it turned out good. But it was like you know, I I called a a lawyer. You know, I mean, I was clearly wronged. There was nothing the lawyer could do to help me. You know, that this guy that I bought the business from, he had no money. So take him to court. I'm not going to get anything if he has no money. Mommy and daddy couldn't help me. You know. And so um, I, I was kind of backed into a corner of, of sink or swim. And um, I have to tell you, for quite some time, you know, I, I, all I did was I, I was upset. I mean, I, I'd cry at night. All I would do is complain about it. And, and the longer I kept complaining, just the worse things got for the business. Yeah. And and after doing that for a period of time, I'm like, you know, I, I got to do something. Com complaining is just, you know, not making forward progress. And so I took all that energy that I had with complaining and feeling sorry for myself and instead coming up with a plan to turn the, this business around. And, you know, one of the lessons I had learned from this uh, world record chase, and uh, I, I wrote, I call them laws of success, was um, called the, the law of smallness, which is conquering a mountain is nothing more than climbing a series of small and manageable hills one after another. And so when I looked at this fitness center and how bad it was doing, and, you know, it seemed like this gigantic mountain I had to climb to get out of this financial mess. And, and really, you know, I, I've learned any big daunting task, almost without exception, can be broken down into small and manageable pieces. And so really what I did was I, I took a very close look at that business and, and I analyzed every single aspect of that business. And, and, and what I did was I, I literally, I, I took a sheet of paper out and in the middle, I had the customer, right? <laughs> I drew a circle around the customer and then kind of had all these little sort of pie slices with the things I could do to influence the customers and get more of them mm -hmm. and get more sales. And, and I, and I took each of those pies kind of as a small and manageable piece and, and address them one at a time. So, and, and, you know, one of the things I, I learned also was, um, and I, I wrote another one of these laws of success, as I call them, was the, the law of difference, which is great minds don't think alike. Great minds think differently. And when I had that business at that time, again, this goes back quite a few years, um, you know, if, if you read all the advice on how to run a fitness center, it was like, don't don't cut your prices. Keep keep your prices up. At, at at the time, it was like in the four hundred to four hundred and fifty dollar range per year. At that time, yeah, and it was like don't don't cut your prices. Hold them and everything. And I just I don't know. I decided to think differently than than all the other fitness centers in the area, and I I made some you know really significant price increases that no one else was would do. And my customer base just grew dramatically as a result of doing what no one else was doing at that time. The, the, the fitness market is very, very different, at least these days um, out where I am. Um, but the, uh, you know, so that, that was one thing that I did was just, you know, did things differently. You know, it's like, if everyone's goes right, go, go left. Um, and that was one of the things, things I did. Um, the other thing that really, you know, and, and maybe it sounds like a cliche, but is I just had a laser beam focus mm -hmm. on customer satisfaction. 
Yeah. And, you know, you, you hear this all the time about how, you know, certain businesses are word of mouth. Well, I could tell you the fitness center industry is really word of mouth um, advertising. And so if you, if you please and really satisfy one customer, that one customer can turn into 10 and each of those 10 can bring you 10 more. And, um, you know, I, I think back of just some things that I would do. So, you know, a lot of places have, you know, perhaps like a suggestion box, that kind of stuff, you know, businesses do that. I, I called mine an idea box. And anyway, I had a form that folks could fill out if they had ideas or suggestions. And I would always, I would personally call them on the phone when I, when I got that, I'd thank them for their idea. Um, generally I was able to implement them. If, if I couldn't, I would, I would explain why and people would, you know, they would understand, but either way, whether I implemented it or not, I, um, I always, you know, I, I added free time on their membership. And if they had a spouse or family member, I'd be like, you know, next time you come in, you guys stop at the desk and I'll add some, you know, I'll add whatever, a couple of weeks or a month onto your membership. Mm-hmm. Just little things like that. Um, you know, the other thing um, that I would do is, you know, at, at the time, uh, most nights uh, I'd close at 10 o'clock. Well, that would be when the gym would close, but I'd, I'd usually be there at least another hour with just kind of closing things that I would need to do. And, you know, there would be some people that would work, uh, you know, late shifts and they, they'd get to my fitness center, maybe not till nine o'clock or sometimes it'd be nine thirty, and they're scrambling to get their workout in. And, you know, people would kind of watch the clock. And so when it would get close to 10 o'clock, they would, you know, tend to start packing up and everything. And, and I, I would, you know, I would say to folks, Hey guys, I'm, you know, I'm going to be here another like 45 minutes or an hour. So if you're, you're not done your workout, you know, please feel free to stay. And pe- people really appreciated that those kinds of things. And, um, you know, I really just, analyzed um, the business, every single aspect, you know, what are the things I can do to influence my customers, get more of them, keep the ones I have. And, um, you know, those were some of the things I did. And, and ultimately, you know, when I had taken over that fitness center, there was only about 175 members is what it was down to. And I, I ultimately got a really fantastic offer that was too, too good to turn down. And I sold it. And the time I sold it, I had, had well over 2000 members. Wow. And, and so what's, what's really, you know, you might not have a full appreciation for a fitness center, but if you have 2000 members, you should probably have maybe 17,000 to 20,000 square feet. Um, I had 8,900 square feet (laughs) that I had all these people crammed into. And it was this really happening place. When you walked in, there was lots of energy in the air and what have you. And, um, it was just, it was a lot of fun. I I have to say it was, um, it was hard to sell. I just, I love that. And it was just, it was the perfect business for me, but I also, also had to be smart too. And, um, you know, one, one of the lessons I, I learned in business school is, you know, typically in the long run, you can't make ex- really extraordinary profits because people will notice and competition will come in. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's just how how the world works. So, um, you know, I, I, I sold it when things were like at, at the peak and, um, enjoy the experience. And as, as a result of that, you know, I, I not only took lessons I learned from that world record chase and, and applied them to that fitness center, but I also obviously learned a lot (laughs) when I had that fitness center as well. And I, I ultimately, um, 
it, it's in it's in uh, the editing process now, but I ultimately wrote this this book and it starts out about this Guinness World Record chase. It gradually transitions into this business that I purchased. And then from there, it transitions into individual chapters, each about a different law of success that I wrote. And there's a total of 50, 50 different laws. And um, really, they're all, you know, um, applicable to not just business, but really more or less any area of your, your life. And originally started out with seven different laws of success that, that I wrote and wrote a little article called the seven irrefutable laws of success mm-hmm. that anyone can do. And it ultimately have written over, over 50. I have 50 in my book, but one of, one of the key laws, you know, that really applies to any area in, in your life is what I call the law of standards. And the way that law goes is, is like this. If you set your standards above the level that all others have set for themselves, and do what is required to meet them, success is inevitable. And, you know, and if you step back and just, you know, think about anything in your life, whether it's your job, you know, working for someone else, a business you have, relationships, your physical condition, whatever it is, the easiest way to improve at anything in life is to raise your standards. You know, when you step back and think about it, right? So someone maybe that's trying to lose weight um, and ultimately succeeds. If you step back and think about it, what what did they do? They, they raised their standards for the kinds of foods they put in their mouth, their level of activity, right? Yeah. Um, a student perhaps that isn't, you know, is maybe goofing off and not getting so such good grades how do you turn that around? Right. You, you know, you think about it, you raise your standards, right. You, you study harder, you work harder. And so, you know, it sounds like common sense, but um, really that I'd say that's one of the really key laws of success is, is the, the law of standards, you know, some, some other things that I I've written, um, and this, this, this really, I think, goes a long way is I, I call it the law of excuses. And it's so easy, right, to fall into that trap when things aren't going well and making excuses. And when I took over that fitness center and it wasn't doing well, all I had, you know, all I did was complain and make excuses. Well, that doesn't, excuses don't, don't accomplish, don't help you achieve any goals. So this mm-hmm. law of excuses I wrote basically, basically says, you know, in the history of mankind or womankind, um, an excuse never achieved a goal. You know, goals are achieved through the summation of consistent, focused, daily and unspectacular actions Mm. um, repeated day after day. And, you know, I I really want to emphasize the word unspectacular actions because so many times we think that to achieve something really great requires this incredibly amazing Michael Jordan-like talent yeah. you know, to pull it off. And I, I had done a presentation a, a while back to a, a bunch of leaders at, at a hospital. And I, and I talked, to, talked about that. Um, they were struggling with some things. And I played two, two brief videos to, to make a point about just how achieving something great really can be done one of two ways. One, having like that Michael Jordan, like talent, right. You can do like amazing things. Um, and so I, I showed a very brief video clip of, 
um, there was a guy a number of years back, a pitcher for the Chicago White Sox named Mark Burley, who had a perfect game going into the ninth inning. And so in the ninth inning, they took out the regular center fielder and put in this other guy off the bench who was a better defensive player to you know, try and preserve his perfect game. So anyway, to make a long story short on that, you know, this guy's been on the bench the whole game, right? There's a perfect game on the line. He goes out in center field and the batter hits this towering, towering fly ball over his head. It's going to go over the fence. And I'm, and you know, you've probably seen videos of guys like Ken Griffey or other, you know, like robbing people of home runs. But this by far for me was the greatest catch I've ever seen in my life under incredible pressure. And, but my point with that was, so that is one way to accomplish something great, right? Is having that amazing talent. But then the next video that I played was um, being a Philadelphia Eagles fan and kind of growing up in that area was from the 2017 Super Bowl. And, you know, most, probably most people are familiar with it, at least that, that watch football was, they, they ran this famous play called the, the Philly Special. But when you, when you step back and look at that play, you know, that the center kind of hikes, hikes the ball to the running back. Um, just, you know, the quarterback steps to the side. He tosses it, makes an easy toss to another guy. And the other guy just throws this easy pass to Nick Foles, the quarterback in the end zone, and they get an easy touchdown. And, and when you look at that play and what they did, it could have been executed by a couple of just really good high school players. Mm. That's it. It was nothing spectacular that was done, but yet they got this spectacular result and arguably, you know, one of the, perhaps the, the biggest, you know, kind of stage in all of sports that the Super Bowl. Yeah. And so my, my point of all of that was, you know, and it, and it applies to business or you know, really anything in life, you know, to get a spectacular result, you know, you, you don't have to be Michael Jordan. You don't necessarily have to do anything spectacular. It's really the consistent day after day after day doing the, the little simple things Doing, doing them well. And typically they're the things that other people don't yeah. want to do. They aren't glamorous. They aren't exciting, mm. you know, but over time they, they stack up, um, you know, and it's kind of like you guys are in Alaska. And so I'm thinking about snow and you know, <laughs> picture, picture the little snowball, you know, at the top of the hill and, you know, it rolls down, it picks up speed and it just keeps getting bigger and, and bigger. And, you know, that's what happens when, when you take these daily small steps consistently day after day, yeah. you get really, really great results, you know, and I, I didn't turn this fitness center around, you know, overnight, although it was relatively quickly. And, um, but it was every day, you know, consistent, you know, what, what, do, what do folks want? You know, I, I did research. Well, the, at the time, the most, most important thing to women in a fitness center, I don't know if it still is today was cleanliness. Yeah. And to, to guys that was number two, the, the equipment itself was, was number one for guys. So, um, I made sure that we, you know, really stepped things up and I put, you know, we put policies in, in place to keep the place sparkling clean. And yeah, especially for 2000 members. Uh, yeah. Now again, this was way before <laughs> COVID and stuff too. keep in mind. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's a different environment and, you know, I had just tons and tons of equipment, but, um, you know, one of the things I did, I, I remember when I, I, I took the business over, over and, you know, got some training from the previous owner and stuff. And, you know, he was saying about, you know, like then after the fitness center closes, you know, you go around, you wipe down all the equipment, make sure it's nice and clean for the next day. 
And, you know, I, again, things were different back then than they are these days. Um, and I thought to myself, you know, picture, picture you working out in a fitness center and you never see anyone actually clean in there, right? Mm -hmm. you, you don't know. So I made it a point, you know, for wh whether it was me or, or, you know, my team that was working is guys, you know, we, we want to be wiping down the equipment <laughs> when it's real busy and pe people see us doing it so that, so they know it's clean. And, and other, at the time, other places weren't doing stuff like that, you know? And, um, you know, again, just like little, little things. I, I remember also, um, uh, in the summer times, you know, like s some of the fitness centers in the area, you know, to kind of save money, they wouldn't really crank their air conditioning or I'd, I'd see. I've been into a few of those ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember sweltering. this one. One fitness center, you know, it was like in the summertime and it's like they had their windows and door open to like try and let the air in and save on air conditioning. I, I did the exact opposite. I, I cranked up my air conditioning in the summer. Like when you walked in from the outside and it was like 90, 95 degrees and humid and you came into my fitness center, you're like, oh, this feels so good. Mm. You know, now granted my my air, my electric bill for the air conditioning was like really, really high, but really just a couple, you know, a couple of memberships, you know, retained or new ones more than paid for paid for the higher electric bill. You know, it was just for me, it was common sense. And I, I'd love when I'd I'd see other places doing like that. I'm like, man, you, you dummies. Anyway, that that one place actually closed down and I, I basically took, took all, all their members at, at one point. And, um, one of the things that I did with that, again, just a, a little bit different, you know, pe people, um, that had come from that fitness center, a lot of them, you know, say maybe had a year membership and the place closed down and they had maybe six months left on it, you know, or eight months and they're, kind of like feeling ripped off, you know, they, they check out my fitness center and they're apprehensive, you know, yeah. they just kind of lost money. And like for every single one of them, I did, I said, you know, buy, if you buy your membership here, what, whatever time you have left on your other, other gym, you know, I will just add it right on. So, you know, someone had 10 months, they paid for a year. I gave them a year and 10 months. They had six months, you know, a year and six months, what, whatever. And, um, you know, That's, little, little things like that, you know, yeah. and they really appreciated it really make, make a difference. Um, yeah, that, that, know, that literally buys loyalty. <laughs> absolutely. Well, that it's, I, I'm going to butt in real quick. The, yeah, please. you just, you just said something and I, I'm guilty of this, that common sense is not so common. And it sounds like as you're talking, you have this keen sense of value of how to give value. And I'm, I'm just curious how have you cultivated that? Or was that just through the feedback you were getting? Cause that, I think that's something that, that makes a lot of entrepreneurs stand out is that keen sense of how to give value or what people find yeah. is valuable. Well, yeah. So great, great question. You know, I'll, I'll have to say, so, you know, I've, I've worked at some great, you know, besides having my own business, you know, I've worked at some really great organizations throughout my career, you know, pr prior to when I owned that business and played really close attention, you know, to what like, you know, the CEO and COOs were saying. And I really, um, a lot of that kind of stuff and creating value and putting the customer first, you know, and we all hear that, but people, people don't do it, you know? There's so much scarcity um, mindset too. And we, I, I mean, not to harp on Anchorage, but it, it seems like it's more prevalent here than I've experienced in other places. And there's a lot more penny pinching. I mean, you mm -hmm. walk into a lot of businesses here, there's not a lot of focus on aesthetic or um, yeah. giving this this uh, user experience. Mm -hmm. They're just focused on profit or getting, right. getting by. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I've just always, I always, you know, when you talked about value, so I'll just, I'll just share another thing, you know, that, that I did. And, um, this was really before it was, 
really, you know, thought of as like kind of a, a health hazard. And, I, and if I had a fitness center, I wouldn't have one of these. But back when I bought it, um, like tanning was pretty popular. Mm. And it had a tanning booth, you know, and I, I would not recommend people do that at all. And, and if I had the fitness center today, I wouldn't have a, a tanning booth in it, you know. Um, but anyway, just, you know, talk about thinking differently and stuff. Um, and and I've, I've since it's funny, I've seen other places copy this over, over the years to, to the best of my knowledge, I was the first one that ever, ever did this. Um, again, this goes back many years, but um, I, uh, I, I created this special package. It was unlimited tanning for like 1995 a month that which at the time was like unheard of. And um, I, I remember um, kind of during the tanning season, I had this appointment book, you know, from the, you know, the moment we woke up, in, you know, we opened in the morning till we closed at night. It was like every single appointment, you know, when I did that, it was filled. And then I would even, you know, take people just so I could get them in, you know, cause say it would close at 10, but I might be there till 10 30, 11 o'clock. I, I would, you know, on nights that I was working, I would just, you know, let folks, take slots yeah. after 10 o'clock, but just like a, a pricing strategy like that, that no one else was doing, um, just brought in customers. And, and, I, and I looked at those things too, of just, you know, well, pe people come in and tan, well, you know, maybe they don't, maybe they aren't members of the fitness center initially, but they come in, I get them in, you know, first through the door through tanning and then, while they come in to tan and sign up, you know, we tell them about the fitness center. We give them a free week to try it out, you know, and kind of grow the business that that way. And you know, I did, I did other things too. Um, you know, two other things I'll I'll, I'll mention to you. Um, and 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 some businesses, this is certainly harder than than others. But you know, getting to know people's names. Mm -hmm. Um, mm. you know, you know, probably a lot harder at like a, a place like a Home Depot or something like that, you know, but, um, I, I remember one time on a, on a, it was, it was a Sunday, it was getting toward close towards closing time and a potential new customer came in and was asking me about the fitness center and, oh, what's different. And I was talking to them and I, I mentioned how, you know, really get to know you here. We'll work very closely with you and do everything we can to help you achieve your goals. Well, anyway, this person was a little skeptical, you know, about like, you know, I've kind of heard that before, you know, and I, and I said, watch this. And, and it, it was a late Sunday. There was about 25 people or so left in the, in the fitness center. And I, now I didn't know the names of all 2000 plus, but I, I knew a lot of them. And I knew first names and last names. And I, and I knew if they had a brother or a sister or a mother or father or a girlfriend or boyfriend that worked out there too. And I said, watch this. And I went around and pointed to every single person that was working out at the gym at time and said, see that? That's Jim Smith. Um, you know, he's, he's been a member now for over five years. And, you know, his, his father also belongs here. And I went around one after another and you know the person was just like floored that that i knew knew all that and um i'll share actually something related to that um we, we would have a lot of um college students that you know that lived in the area that would join for the summer and then they'd go away to college and then come back the next summer right so I, st I still remember this. I, I won't say say his name. I remember it though after all all these years. But this this one um, college kid had joined joined the fitness center, um, signed up for the summer, like kind of June, July, August, right, and then came back the next June, right. You know, and this was the first time he'd ever joined that summer. Came back the next June. He walked in the door. I greeted him by first and last name. You know, hadn't seen him since August, asked him how he was doing, all this kind of stuff. And he was just floored that I remembered his name mm -hmm. like that. And eventually 
that both his, he brought both his mother and father to the gym and they were, they were members for, for many, many years. Um, so things like that, that personal touch, you Super know, if you have a business yeah. really makes all, all the difference. And I, I actually had a, a policy um, for my employees and it was part, part of the screening screening process when I was interviewing folks was like when someone walked in the door, you know, was kind of signing in at the front desk, you know, you, you had, you had to greet them with a smile and I, and ideally by name. And, and if you didn't know their name, you know, after they kind of walked away, you looked and you checked out their name <laughs> and what have you. So you could hopefully remember it the next time. And then likewise, when they left, you know, you, you had to, you know, say, you know, Hey Jim, you know, have a great night, you know, look, you know, see it, see you tomorrow, something like that. But just that, you know, there's other places, you know, I've, I've been to and other businesses, like you walk in, you like walk right by like an employee or something and they look the other way, mm-hmm. like they don't greet you or anything. It's, it, it's crazy, you know, Walmart gets a bad rap, but they're always so kind and nice and personal when you, when you're in there, the yeah, staff, I mean, <laughs> it depends on, you know, I'll, I'll share with you a story. I remember, well, I, um, it was Home Depot, actually. I remember one time going in there and asking for help, and the person didn't want to bother him. Like literally, this employee ran away down the aisle. <laughs> You're like, uh, it, okay. they didn't want to bother, you know. And then just like another thing related to a, you know, a business, what, whatever you have is, you know, I think about that. You know, if I go into say like Home Depot or Lowe's, something like that, you know, I'm I'm looking for some little, you know, nut or bolt or something like that. And I'm I'm a busy man. I, I don't got like 20 minutes to try and find something, you know. So I'll like walk in a store like that and I'll ask, you know, hey, uh, I need one of these. Can um, you know, can you show me where that is? And the overwhelming majority of the time they'll say, Well, like walk down there to like aisle 27, go, go, go down the aisle. Like, I, I think it's on the left hand side. And, and I'll be like, you know, could, could, could you take me there and show me? And, you know, I'll, you know, it's funny, actually, this was just a couple, like two weekends ago. And I remember the person like, okay, you know, sure. You know, and they were nice. So anyway, they go and take me there they're having trouble finding the item. It's like, <laughs> picture me like the employee can't find it. Yeah. You want to send me there and it, you know, it takes, you know, so it's like, don't run a business that way. Don't. And, and that applies just to your life as well. Like don't, don't treat others like that. Mm. You, know what I, you know what I mean? It applies not just to a business, but just, just your life in general. Is that how you really want to be treated, you know? It's, it's a shame, but those personal interactions, I think it's John Maxwell. It might not be John Maxwell, but he, he's talking about 20 years down the road. The the standout professional is just going to be able to make eye contact and hold, hold a conversation, which is <laughs> so awful. disappointing. <laughs> yeah. But I'm seeing yeah. it more and more, especially with kids coming out of high school and um, the, the younger workforce. It's Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know what you're saying, but, um, you know, just little, little things like that just really make a, a difference. And again, not just in business, but, you know, in, in, in life, you know, if, if, if whatever, you know, would you want to treat your best friend that way? You know, mm-hmm. if they, need, if, if they, you know, if, uh, I don't know. They're they're over at your house, and maybe, maybe they're helping you out, and they they ask you like, uh, you know, hey, uh, uh, you know, they're helping you paint. Like, where's the paint? You're like, oh well, it's it's uh, you know out there in the shed. I think it's behind all this stuff. Like, would you want to, want to do that, or like, you know, hey, let, let me go out there. I'll, I'll I'll find it for you. You know, just little little things like that. You know, mm. whether it's business or life. Um, and to me, so. So much of it is um, common sense, I yeah. think, and and I think also too with business, pe- people are short-sighted, you know, and and they 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 try and you know they're 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 penny wise and dollar foolish, you know, and I go back to that just air conditioning 
example how, you know, I don't know, my, my fitness center was like 65 degrees in the summer. You know, it was like you walked in, it's like, boy, this feels like amazing, you know, when it's yeah. 95 degrees outside and like, no, On top no of one's do, doing that, you know? And, and I remember there was a, another fitness center. Um, it, was, it was a lot more expensive. And, um, you know, the, these places used to kind of send like spies into my fitness center to see, <laughs> see what they were doing. And because uh, like you, you, you pulled up <laughs> to uh, my fitness center and the parking lot was just jam packed. Mm. And, and other places were trying to, trying to figure out what I was doing. And, and really it wasn't you know, it wasn't, wasn't rocket science or anything like that. You know, it was making the customer feel, you know, feel important and special. And, you know, some other things I did, which when you have your own business, you know, you can do this, you know, I, I would do special things for, for folks, you know, so maybe I have someone that was, you know, I, I remember this, um, you know, it's like a gentleman came in, he was like over 400 pounds, you know, and gave him a lot of credit for, you know, coming in and wanting to take action. And so I worked with him very closely and I gave him all these special incentives. It was like, okay, when we accomplish this goal, you know, you, you get to pick out a free sweatshirt, whichever one you want, you know, and I had all these little different things you know kind of free things that i gave him and you know it's just those kinds of things and you know the other thing i would say too you know if you have a business um not nothing i think you guys would probably agree is like more frustrating than like you have an issue you know maybe you bought a product you want to return it it's defective whatever the case might be and the person at the desk um, you know, says, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I hear you. I agree with you, but, um, the manager's not here and I, I can't, I can't refund your money. I, I need to just shut you down, you know, like, oh my gosh, em empower your employees, mm. you know, and, and hire the right folks. And that was one of the things I did, you know, I, 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 I couldn't be there every, every hour of the day. Cause I also, also worked a, a full-time job on top of that. So I was, I was working 90 hours a week, seven days a week for over seven years straight. No, no days off. So, wow. um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not afraid. So, work, afraid <laughs> so the work. person sitting here listening, saying, I don't have enough time to pay attention yeah. to my clients has no excuse. Yeah, at this no, point, because <laughs> I no, no, no excuse. No, I, no, I think that's no. a, a huge. Uh, I mean, even for myself, I, mm -hmm. there's been seasons of absolute busyness and maybe it's not even productiveness, but it, it's hard to pay attention to things that, like you're saying, penny wise, dollar foolish. They don't you don't see the long term gains. You don't see how how important right. these these small unattractive, tedious things can be. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I, I remember doing some other things um, when I when I had it. So I, I one of the things that I'd remember the, you know, previous owner <laughs> that I bought the business from was, you know, saying how um, the summers, you know, and like the month of September were like pretty slow. Right. And I could have just accepted that and let business continue on. Right. But instead, yeah. I'm like, what can I do? So business isn't slow. Right. And so so I remember, you know, just doing some things and, and turned out like my, my summers were, were like my most profitable months that mm. and, and, and what have you. And I, I would do I did a, a couple of like special challenges to keep people um, coming to the gym and generate oh, interest. Yeah. So you know, I remember doing, you know, it was called the aerobics challenge. And it was, you know, if you took so many classes over, I don't remember a 12 week period or something, you got a free month added onto your, you know, your next membership renewal. So those aerobics classes, they were packed, you know, and then people, you know, people would bring their friends and they would sign up and then, I also did this other challenge during the summertime. 
it was related, it was related to, um, weight management. And, uh, you, you basically got, got money for depending on what your goal is. So most people, it's generally weight loss, not always though, but it was like every pound that you lost, um, during this time period, you got X amount of dollars off on your next membership renewal. Right. Yeah. And, and, and likewise, actually, if you wanted to gain weight, there were some people that did or maintain it, you know, you, you earned, you earned cash towards your next membership renewal during that. And those things, you know, really kept the gym booming. I would, um, I would, I would do, um, a, a special sale in the summer as well. And, you know, so some people might think too, again, like short sighted of like, well, if you, you drop your, you know, prices in the summer, you know, you know, even further, well, you know, those, those, you know, those people, when they, they go, go to, you know, they, they would have renewed at the regular rates, perhaps, you know, if you didn't do the sale or you would have lost some, but what I knew was, um, the more folks I had, the more word of mouth advertising I got, you know, and obviously not every person brought in a new member or five new members, but, um, you, you know, there was this, this, uh, this impact of just every person you could have, there was a potential that they could draw in friends and family. And, um, you know, so it goes down to like any business, you know, you, you please one customer, you really please them. They're, they're, you know, more likely to tell someone likewise. Right. You know, and what we learn is if you really upset someone, they're really <laughs> likely to tell someone and not just one, but like every person they see. Especially right? the internet these days. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say I was fortunate um, at the time back when I had it um, really like, websites were kind of like this new rare thing and it, it, was, it was a different environment that that i was in but you know every customer you want to make a, a positive you know create a positive experience for them and you know my my job that i have now i'm uh in charge of finance at a, a large health network um, you know, all, all my direct reports, um, I, I really, I call them my team members. Um, you know, I, what I, what I tell them is every interaction that you have with folks, wh whether you're meeting in person, whether you're on the phone, whether you're on a WebEx, we use WebEx rather than Zoom <laughs> typically, yeah. um, but you know, or you're on the phone or, or, or writing an email and, you know, and I say, you can't always do this, but ideally, you know, when, when that encounter is over, that person is going to walk away kind of like smiling and saying, boy, that Dave is a pleasure to work with. And, and, you know, I, I've told, I tell them like, that's what you want in the forefront of, of your mind with every encounter that that yeah. you have and you know that applies to whether you know your your job you have a business or just think about you know personal relationships right mm. isn't that what you want right you know you you want people you know <laughs> yeah. to to you know say like gosh you know uh hunters he is just a, a pleasure he's he's a great guy you know that that's that's what you want and um uh, that's, that's what I try to create in my business. And that's what I try and do, you know, kind of in, in real life. And, you know, it, it's funny, just, I, I, I put a lot of thought into things and just, um, even, even in the emails, you know, like at, at work that, that I write, you know, most people, they, you know, if they're responding to an email, maybe kind of sending off in, information, they'll, they'll tend to end their email, you know, if you have any questions, let me know, you know, have a great day. You know, like it's kind of like a typical way folks end emails and even something like that. I, I gave that a lot of thought and, and I, I end my emails, you know, pretty much without exception, you know, if I'm sending off, you know, maybe some analysis I've done, you know, 
if you have any questions or if there's anything else that you need, please let me know and I'll be happy to help you. Now, how, how many emails have you gotten from folks that end their email like that? You know, pro mm -hmm. probably none, right? That's how I end all of mine. And it's, and I mean it too. And, and, you know, those kinds of things, you know, if you have a business or whatever, you know, um, creating that positive perception and, it, and not just being a perception in this act, but, yeah, you know, a real, it's really got to be follow through. Be, be, be you, you yeah. know, and, and sincere. And, um, you know, that would just be, you know, a lot of advice I, I would give folks. Um, and, you know, I, I think it just like some of the other laws of success that I have, you know, it's funny. I, I made up these, I'll have to send you guys these. You have to yeah, please do. <laughs> the I made magnets. up these, yeah. these magnets. They're, they're shaped like a law scroll. And this, this has my first um, seven laws of uh, success that, that I wrote on them. And, you know, I've talked, talked about some of them, some of them with you, but um, nothing is, you know, really in life, you know, we, we tend to think that things are so difficult and, and it's just little tiny shifts typically are all that are required yeah, to, those, those to, little hills, right? to, to achieve, you know, to achieve success. And, you know, what, one of the other laws I, I wrote is called the law of perseverance. And the way this one goes is impossible is a temporary state for those willing to do whatever it takes. It's a mm. permanent state for those who give up. And, mm. you know, there, <laughs> I was going to take a second to digest for me. I was like, all right. I was just letting it wash. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I think to myself of just, you know, <laughs> One of the things that I, I've learned, and I, I talked about this on, on a video I, I, I did the other, actually like two weeks ago. Um, and it, it's, I'm a, you know, uh, it's a really good video. I, I'd really encourage folks to, to watch it. Um, I, I posted it two weeks ago and it was a video about if, if I could go back in time and have a conversation with my younger self, you know, what would I want him to know? And, you know, one of the things I, I talked about in there was, and it ties into perseverance, was having endless patience hmm. with others. And, and what I said was, you know, it's, it's a wonderful gift that you can give to others and also to yourself. And, and it also ties into, you know, success in business or anything. Um, you know, when, when you, when you think about it, when, when we quit and give up, I mean, ba basically what it is, is, you know, when you step back and think about it is, you know, we, we, we no longer believe it's possible and we, we've run out of patience. We, we no longer have the patience to continue to keep trying and trying, yeah. right? That that's what it is. When, you know, when you think about it, it's a loss of patience. And um, you know, I, I'll say, you know, I I had a I had a wonderful father growing up. Um, he, he's now ninety years old, and everything. Fantastic father. You know, everyone, everyone, I, you know, I shouldn't say everyone, but you know, everyone says, man, I had like the best dad in the world. And well, you know, to, to me, he, he was, but you know, one, of, one of the things about my dad and I'll, I, I'll say I'm, I'm glad. So he's just absolutely fabulous in so many ways. But the one, the one fault that my dad has is a lack of patience. Mm. And, and I, I actually, I, not that it's excuse, because I, I don't believe in excuses, um, but he did have a very, very stressful um, business that he owned. Um, really difficult clientele 
that would try your patience. Again, I, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't believe in excuses though. But anyway, as a res result of that, my, my dad wasn't a patient person and you know, a, a, a kid could grow up and go one of two ways with that, right? They could, they could mirror their dad, right? And you could, and you could ask them like, well, you know, gosh, Dave, why are you so impatient? Well, you know, and I could say, well, what do you expect? You know, I, I grew up that way. That's the mm. way my dad was. Or, you know, the way I was, was I was like, I don't ever want to be like that, you know? Um, and, and I, I really, um, I, I, I have endless patience with, with, with others and, and people, people really appreciate it. And it's, you know, it, it's a gift that you give them and it's really a gift that you give yourself because they, 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 they appreciate it, you know, and, Definitely. and it, it also ties into, you know, like I said, perseverance and a business, you know, um, when I had that, that business, um, you know, I could, I could have just, you know, <laughs> I could have let it go bankrupt and think like, you know, um, not had the patience to stick it out and everything and just eat my losses and, and be done it would have been a pretty big loss and stuff. But, um, you know, I, I persevered, I had patience. Yep. Um, I, th I thought differently. And, you know, I go back to, I guess, early on, I talked about the law of standards, you know, and, and really what I did, you know, when you think about it, is I looked at every aspect of that business, you know, whether it was cleanliness, equipment, um, you know, the temperature <laughs> that we maintained in the fitness center, you know, it sounds funny, how, how we greeted our customers, our pricing, our advertising, um, you, you know, you name it but I basically went around with everything and I raised our standards, hmm. you know, and that's, that's what I did. And, you know, what I, what I'd say to folks, you know, whether it's business or, or life, you know, think about all the things, you know, that you have control over. And if you want to get better, raise your standards in, in all of those aspects, you know, um, you know, whether it's your business or, or in, in your life, you know, yep. um, and it's really, uh, it's, it's not that complicated, you know, I, I think in general, <laughs> not. Think, things aren't hard, but I think as a result of things being easy, they're also easy not to do. Right. Yeah. It's that common <laughs> you know? sense stuff. It's, it's, everybody knows it. Just, just gotta do it. It, yeah. And, you know, I, I will say this, you know, and maybe there's, but it, I, I think almost everything, you know, people say, oh, well, that's just, you know, that's not me or that I'm, that's, I'm just like not genetically that way or what have you. I, I think, um, you know, I was going to say I, ever since I was a little kid, I was very, very self-disciplined. Yeah. You know, and you, and other people might say, oh, well, I, I can't lose weight. I just have no discipline or whatever. It's, it's really, a, it's, it's not this genetic thing. I mean, may, maybe there's some of that, but it's, it's really a, a di being disciplined is, it, it's a conscious decision, really, you know, and just, just like getting up in the morning, you know, it's, it, you make a conscious decision, whether you're going to have a positive attitude or, or a negative attitude. And, um, you know, that, that's, 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 that might be maybe one of my most popular laws of success. I, I, I get a lot of, you know, comments on it. it was, I call it my law of attitude, yeah. which is how things appear to the naked eye doesn't really matter. It's the lens you decide to view them through that counts and that will make all the difference. And, you know, it really is, you know, um, when you wake up in the morning, it's, it's a decision, you know, and I, I, I think about my job, you know, um, I, people ask me about my job, you like your job, I always tell them I, I love my job, you know, and, decision. and if, I, if, if I wanted to, yeah. you know, honestly, I, I could come up with a 100 reasons not to not to like it if, if I wanted to. Um, but there's also a hundred really good reasons, you know, 
to like it as well. And I, I focus on, on all the good things, you know, and um, I think that makes a, a big difference in life. And, you know, one of the things I, I, I talked about in this video I made, made two weeks ago was just, um, and I, I wrote this law of success uh, about it. And, and I think it's a really huge one that we tend to forget is I, I call it the law of destiny. And it's, it's when you focus on the many things you can control rather than the few things you can't, you gain control of your destiny. Mm. And, you know, we so often, right, something goes wrong, right? And it's like, you know, oh, God, and you just harp on this. And it's like, well, I can't control that. Um, but, you know, there are just so many things that we have control over. And it's, it's almost it's like human nature, though. We, we focus on those few things that we have no control over rather than the many things that that we do you know yeah. and when i had had that business you know i i couldn't control after I, after i bought it that you know i got fraudulent financial records and you i couldn't really get my money back and all that kind of stuff I, I had no control over that but i had so much control over all the things that i could do yeah. to turn that business around you know uh, and on top of on top of business you're saying on, on top of the other stuff you're doing so yeah yep and you know i'll tell you i um yeah i a really great guy I, um I'll, I'll i'll listen to now now and then one one of one of my favorite or my, my very favorite guy i like to listen to on youtube really brilliant guy i encourage everyone to subscribe to his youtube channel is uh his name's Eddie Pinero, and he has this channel called Your, Your World Within, but lots of wonderful videos that I, I've learned a lot from. Another guy I've listened to now and then um, is uh, Darren Hardy, and I just wanted to share this part because it, it ties in, you know, with, with me and what I did. But, you know, he, he I remember watching one of his videos and he was saying how, like, you know, <laughs> Like one of the real keys to success is it just, it's hard freaking work. Mm. You know, that's what that's, that's, that's where his words, right you know, yeah. um, you know, maybe there are some things out there that are easy, but, um, you know, uh, expect, you know, if you want great things, expect it's going to be hard freaking work. And, you know, like I said, I, I pushed myself no days off yeah. for over seven, seven years straight, 90 hours a week. And I, I literally, when I would drive home at night, I would lose, sounds kind of funny, but I literally would punch my leg when I was driving. So I wouldn't fall asleep at night. That is how hard I pushed myself. I pushed myself that's, to the limit. So I think that's you know, what they call a grit, right? So <laughs> yes. Um, yes, exactly. You know, so good things don't come easy. And, you know, when I, I, I'm thinking back to the video I made two weeks ago, one, one of the things I said, and I, I heard this, I, I don't remember where, but it, it's so true. And I, I said, you know, if, again, these aren't my words, I, I don't know who originally said this, so I don't want to take credit for it. But it's like, if you want your life to be hard, do what is easy. And if you want your life to be easy, do what is hard. And I think that's a, I think that's a good place to, to put it right there. It, it, it really is. You, you know, um, your life is, if, if you just take the easy way out on everything, you're, you're probably in for a pretty, pretty hard life, you know, unless maybe you got some big inheritance coming to you. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so but. I think that's awesome right there. It's a lot, lots of, lots of help. Um, so you mentioned LinkedIn a lot in your videos. I mean, where else can people connect with you and yeah. um, how can, you know, how can our listeners connect with you? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, that that's probably the best place to reach out to me um, at this point would, would be on, on LinkedIn. They can, they can find me in the search box if they type 
David Friedman, F-R-E-E-D-M-A-N at Lehigh Valley Health Network. They can find me there. And, um, you know, it was was kind of fun, actually. Today, um, uh, someone that had watched that video from two weeks ago, uh, she sent me an email today um, just saying how much she loved the video and was asking if I could speak to a class of 11th graders <laughs> and everything. So is that know, where you're putting out the content then LinkedIn, the, the video you're yeah, talking about right now? That's, that's, that's where it is. So I may eventually expand it out to, you know, YouTube or other places, but right, right now I kind of, I have, I have a number of articles and, um, Every Monday, I, I put out a new video, and, and unless it's like a holiday on Monday, I, I don't want to detract, you know, from like Martin Luther King Day or, or something, something like that. So I won't do a video to detract from, you know, an important holiday. But absolutely, pretty much every Monday, um, God willing, I, I put out put out a video out well, there. So. What about the book that you were mentioning? Is do you have a title for that? Is that well? So I. There's a couple I, I have in mind, um, but because it hasn't been, you know, uh, fully copyrighted and everything yet, I, do, I don't want to divul- divulge what, what the but title what, is. But if people want to pay attention, they can follow you on LinkedIn, and I'm sure you'll you'll yeah, put a drop on I, there. Yeah, when it's, when, it's, awesome. when it's ready to go, I'll, I'll announce it and stuff, and maybe you guys will want to get back together again, you know, if you do. Um, I'll certainly send you guys copies of my book and everything. I, that would I know be awesome. Yeah, I know you'll enjoy it. It's um, it it's a really fun book. Although it's you know it's sort of like this business book about how to achieve success. Um, and maybe everyone says, well, my book's different, right? It it really is. It, it's it's not just this serious business book, but there's really a lot of fun and humor interwoven throughout the book and it's just it's a really fun fun read and yet it's it's something that you can just put into use um into your life you've given us a ton of practical practical steps yeah that has been awesome yeah it's been a it's been a pleasure having you on here yeah we really appreciate it david oh i i really enjoyed it you guys were wonderful i um really appreciate you having me um on your show if you're ever out in Pennsylvania, please uh, <laughs> give me a shout. I'll, I'll take you around, show you all the good. Absolutely. Good and what have Vice you. versa. And, if you ever make it up to Alaska, yeah. frozen I, North. That, that is- all right, guys, thanks for listening. Go ahead and give us a follow on our Facebook page. If you'd like to stay connected and if you want to go deeper with us, join our Facebook group and here you can join the conversation, you know, share resources with each other and uh, network with other like-minded people like yourselves. And if you know someone that would get value out of the episode today, we'd be honored if you shared the show with them. Until next time, progress over perfection.